Thank you for joining me for another long-awaited episode of The Everyday Woman Speaks. I am Margaret Smith-Williams, your creator and your host. And it is here that we discuss faith, love, identity, and foolery. So today's episode starts this series that I am going to, I guess, start. And it's called, These Are My Confessions. So for my 90s babies, my R&B lovers, when I think of confessions, I totally think of, of course, that Magnificent Usher album. There are very few albums that can really live up to that one. Um, I think I can listen to that entire album from track one to the end and not skip anything. And that is rare. That is rare people to get an entire album where you can listen to the entire thing and not skip nothing. I really think that music needs to go back to that place, but um, let me get back to topic. But yes, this is um, part one of a new series called These Are My Confessions. And today is Confessions of a Mean Mom. So frequently my son Jordan loves to call me mean. Um, It's usually when I'm telling him to do something that he doesn't want to do or when I'm taking the fun out of his life. Those are his words, not mine. So if I got $100 for every time he called me mean, child, my hair appointments for the next 12 months would be covered. I promise I hear it so much that I just look at Jordan with that mom face and I keep it moving. But one day, I think my mom was on a FaceTime with my kids and I, and she heard Jordan call me mean. And Lady Eloise and all her splendor and spiciness and boldness said to me, Margaret, you don't have to be so mean to the kids. And I was like, mean? Really, mom? I'm not mean. I'm firm. I'm strict. I don't play with my kids. I'm definitely not mean. I'm like, I'm a great mom. What are you talking about? And I was slightly offended by her statement. For one, she is my mom. If you know my mama, you know that she is my mom. She's supposed to be like on my side, not my kids. She's supposed to be on my side. Number two, My kids are literally like the world. Like I would do anything legal and godly for my kids. And number three, like if there was any ounce of meanness in my body, it's because I got it from my mama. Eloise raised me. I'm just saying, Weez, I'm just saying. So, you know, I had to be like, okay, mom, I'll call you later. I couldn't grasp like what, why would she say that? I'm not mean. But I'm convinced that after that call, my mom must have told the Lord to deal with me because surely that good old Holy Spirit reveals some things to me in that moment. So sometimes we think of mean, when we think of a mean parent, we automatically think of Joe Jackson, you know, the father of the Jackson Five, or I think about Miss Trunchbull from Matilda, since my daughter watches that movie so much, or Cinderella's wicked stepmother mean, or even Monique from Precious mean. Those are the images of mean parents that come to my mind when I think of mean. But the Holy Spirit reminded me that being mean has layers. So I went to the dictionary and I got our reliable Merriam-Webster Uh, to give me some some definitions of what really mean, the word mean really means. And so the adjective mean is defined as several things. So it's defined as lacking humility. um, When you show something that is worthy of little regard, when you lack dignity or honor, when you're stingy, or mean is also characterized by petty selfishness or causing trouble or bother. So when I read these, I was like, okay, all right, Lord, what exactly is it that you're trying to show me? So I'm going to break it down to you guys the way he broke it down to me. So number one, first definition or first definition of the adjective mean, um, it listed as lacking humility. And I think that this video that is circulating on social media describes this best. So there's this young lady in the video um, and she appears to be at this like forum. I'm guessing there's a panelist of, of, of older people and then there's an audience of kids. And so she was speaking about the things that parents 
do that make children feel less than. One of which was when the parents say that kids don't pay bills or contribute to the household security, that it makes the kids feel like less than people, like they're not significant. So if you haven't seen this video, because it really doesn't make sense if you don't see it. So if you haven't seen the video, please log on to Instagram and go to the page. I think it's the spiritual world and you can watch the whole clip. Pretty much she was saying that when we throw all of our parental responsibilities at our kids, like it's pretty much saying that we're this sort of superhero and they're this mere humans. So we are being mean and in the sense that we're lacking humility. And I thought about all the times that I do that to my kids. And I say, like when they say something, I'm like, well, you don't pay bills. You know, you don't pay the light bill. You don't do this. And when I heard that young lady say that, I was immediately convicted. Like, yeah, she's kind of right. I am in a sense, like pumping myself up and making my kids feel like they're a little bit smaller. Like kids already know they don't work. They already know they don't pay bills. They already know they don't pay the light. They don't even know how much the light bill costs. So these are things that our kids know. And so the fact that I don't even want to talk about you, the fact that I may throw it in their face, like it makes my kids feel inferior, inferior. and it probably makes them feel like they don't have as much a role in our family as they do. So lacking humility is a sign of a, a mean mom. <sighs> Gotta take a deep breath on that one. Number two. So mean, an adjective of mean in the definition of that also means lacking dignity and honor. Hmm. So in my mind, when you give someone dignity or honor, you treat them with respect. You esteem them. You make them feel big and all gushy inside. Now this part is is kind of hard. And let me explain to you why. So I'm an 80s baby. And when our parents tells us to do things like chores, homework, participate in activities, get ready for church, uh, devotion, things like that, you did it. Like, there was no question. You didn't ask questions. You didn't need an explanation. You did whatever your parents asked you to do. So whether you received acknowledgement or applause or anything, you did what you needed to do because it was required of you. Didn't ask any questions. I guess out loud, shall I say, because we might've asked a whole lot of questions in our heads, but we didn't ask questions out loud. Now this here millennial generation is different. They ask questions, they want explanations, they wanna be applauded, they wanna be adorned with emojis of goodness and celebration. They want to be congratulated on every single accomplishment and made to feel that cleaning up their room, that they messed up is the highlight of the day. That is hard for me. No one applauded me for washing dishes. We didn't even have a dishwasher. No one applauded me for washing dishes. No one applauded me for cleaning up my room and put away my stuff. No one applauded me for helping the family clean up the table and set the table and all those things. Doing your homework. You do what you're supposed to do and go about your business. But my kids and the kids of this generation, it's like acknowledgement is so important to them. Mom, I painted my nails for the seventh time. And they want you to say, oh, that's so wonderful. Mom, I finished my ABC order, but we do ABC order every Tuesday for the past 26 weeks of school. Mom, I put on deodorant. Yes, you need to put on deodorant or you're going to be musty. It's like they want to be esteemed and recognized for the things that they're supposed to do. I don't always do that. So when I think of being a mean mom is when you fail or lack to esteem your kids. I really have to reroute my thinking, um, especially for uh, my children, especially for Jordan as well. And he has, he deals with um, some things with ADHD and they talk about a lot of times how you really have to acknowledge step one and acknowledge step two and acknowledge the accomplishment. So if they 
have 10 sentences and they made it to three, you really have to make a big deal that they did accomplish the three so they can keep pushing for the next one. As a mom, that's really difficult. And that's something that I really have to intentionally do to really just pour on the honor and pour on the esteem to our kids. And not only just when they do good things, but in general, like remind them, you know, of the qualities that they have. Like that was so, you're so kind and you're so caring or just constantly building them up. And I guess because the world that they live in is so crazy and so cruel and cold and it causes them to really compare and and second guess themselves so much. I really do have to work on that as a mom, just really pumping my kids up consistently every day to the point where they don't really need me to pump them up, just pump them up so that it's it's a part of their life and, and they grow in, in, in their own self-esteem and they grow in their own um, confidence. So mean mom symptom number three, according to Merriam-Webster is stinginess. Now this Jesus, you're gonna have to go somewhere else with because I will not refrain from ordering one guava and cheese pastelito and eating it before I get home. Like these kids take all my money. They will not take my food. Sorry. Let the church say amen. Amen. Moving on. Mean mom symptom number four, petty. Petty. Ooh, petty, petty, petty. It says causing trouble or bother. Well, how can we cause trouble or bother? So for me, I guess it would be in my responses, like in my tone of voice, in my approach. Yeah, guilty, guilty, guilty. And I grew up in a Southern household where everyone just talks loud. And I think I remember being younger and my mom used to be talking so loud. Even now she talks loud when she is trying to get her point across. If you don't know her or if you don't understand her, it could be taken as her being like mean or cold. And I noticed how sometimes I have that same approach with my kids, how me being loud with them can disrupt their spirits, like it can really cause their emotional state to be frazzled. And it's not only if I talk loud, but also like if I'm inattentive or if I'm short with my responses with them, or if I take out my frustrations from an overwhelming day with them, like those are things that cause trouble or bother. Those are petty, mean mom symptoms. It makes me think about, you know, how can I be better about responding to their mistakes? Or how can I be better about addressing their emotional breakdown? The emotional breakdown part is is serious. So, because because when I grew up, there were emotions. Emotions weren't really dis- displayed as much. So, I would say it this way: like anybody ever got in trouble, and when you're crying, then your parent is like, "Stop crying before I give you something to cry from." Like sway. Like what kind of sense does that make? You making me cry, but then you tell me you stop crying because, and then you want to give me something else to cry for. Like I'm so confused. Black parents are really funny. I, I wonder if if our Caucasian and Hispanic families have these same instances, but black parents are really funny. Like I'm in trouble and you're spanking me. Then you telling me not to cry. What? Confused. So confusing. But I noticed myself doing the same thing to my kids, like not telling them not to cry or I'll give you something to cry for. I'm not in that aspect, but really not allowing them to experience their emotions. Even if it's something like, something minimal, like didn't go to the uh, plans change or couldn't go to something today. And I would be like, well, sorry, life happens. You know, sometimes things don't go the way you plan and my kids would be upset and not giving them the opportunity to really experience that emotion, but shutting it down. And that's not a good thing. It really isn't because Kids need to experience them so that they can learn to connect with their emotions, express them, and control them. I have to say that again. If we don't allow our kids to experience 
their emotions, then they don't learn to connect with them. They don't learn to express what they're feeling and they don't learn to control them. In turn, they grow up su suppressing their emotions um, and, they, and they grow up not being able to express to people how they feel. Proverbs 15.1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And the easy to read version says it this way. It says, a gentle answer makes anger disappear, but a rough answer makes it grow. Wow. That alone, like the word is so tough sometimes that it just really just cuts, 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 cuts you deep. Yeah, that was kind of heavy. Our number five symptom of, well, actually there is no number five symptom according to this this dictionary definition of uh, the Merriam-Webster definition of me, but I'm going to add this one to myself. I would say that a, a number five symptom of being a mean mom is being unfair. Kids are already coming into this world with an unfair advantage, an unfair advantage, excuse me, meaning that none of them ever asked to be here. They never stood in line in heaven and was like, Jesus, can you send me back to ghetto earth? No, like they didn't ask to be here. So when, when we don't parent them fair or justly, like that's really unkind. Or when we parent them the exact way we parented, we were parented without making any adjustments of their personality, their needs, and the times that we're living in, it's really unfair. The Holy Spirit gave me this analogy. So you ever use the GPS and miss your turn in the car and you miss it by accident and then the GPS starts to buffer and the word rerouting like comes across your screen? Well, that's what the Holy Spirit is like constantly doing with me and my kids. So when I'm being stern or too stern or not displaying enough affection or vulner vulnerability with my kids, the Holy Spirit is tapping me and he's saying rerouting, rerouting. Or when I'm imposing my expectations on my 13-year-old daughter that are the same that my mom had for me, but my daughter's not maybe emotionally ready for that or she's in a different space and time than I was at 13, the Holy Spirit says, rerouting, rerouting. Or when I'm giving my son instructions to do something and he asks why, not to be rude, but because his brain is wired different than mine and I fix my mouth to say, I said so, the Holy Spirit is like, rerouting, rerouting, hey, 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 hey. Um, it really is unfair to teach to my kids when I'm not flexible. Uh, when I'm not aware and willing to willing enough to reroute my thinking and my methods and my approach to parenting them. Our parents really did the best that they could with what they have. And as an adult with kids, I think I understand that more than ever. Like growing up, you really don't understand why the thing your parents do the things that you, they do. You just think they're being your parents and they're being just extra for no reason. But, you know, as you grow up and as you experience the world, and even as you see your parents through a different lens as an adult yourself, if you're fair, you really understand that with all the trauma and challenges and hardships that, that they face, like your parents really did the best that they could. And I just want to say that I know the things that my parents have experienced. They're pretty open about their lives and their challenges. And I just want to say that they really did an exceptional job raising my sister and I. I don't think that she and I would have been able to withstand or being able to navigate through the things that they did, that both of them did in their lives. And so the fact that they were able to deal with their own personal life experiences and try to overcome their own insecurities and, and move beyond any traumas they've experienced and still manage to produce two fairly great women, like that is that's that's exceptional and, and they deserve to be commended. So mommy and daddy, I know that you're listening. I just want to say that Ashley and I love you and we are grateful for you and everything that you are. And we would not be where we are without you. Thanks, mom and dad. 
as a parent now, I understand that. Um, and I think the expectations that you placed on your parents or this glass image that you have of them, it, it becomes more realistic and it becomes, um, you, you give more grace and, and you understand a little bit better. Uh, but as a parent now, like with myself, I do understand that sometimes my best isn't enough. Like sometimes God is really requiring me to be a better mom. He really wants me to be better. He wants me to be better, not just for my kids, but he wants me to be better for me as well. And so that is that is our journey. Our journey is taking each day one each day a step at a time and each day allowing God to continue to mold us into the people that we need to be. Not only as a person, but as a parent. And I'm so grateful for the tribe that I have, um, my family and my friends um, who are in this race with me. And I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit who is able to, you know, reroute me and, and tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you got this mean mom syndrome. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. And I'm grateful for grace that allows us to be able to turn things around um, and, and that we do have a second opportunity to, to be better and to, and to make better choices and to live a better life for our kids. So I really appreciate you joining me today for this very quick episode. Um, I hope that something that I said resonated with your heart. And my prayer is um, that the Holy Spirit would just equip you to be all that you need to be, that he would continue to show you the areas in your life that you can just be just a little bit better in as a mom and how you can better relate to your children and how you can better adjust. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Everyday Woman Speaks. Again, my name is Margaret Smith-Williams, and it is a privilege to be your host and to share my journey with you. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends, with your loved ones, with your family. You can find us in Google, Apple, Buzzsprout, all those places, Spotify, where podcasts can be found. If you'd like to reach out to us, please feel free to email us at theeverydaywomanspeaks at gmail.com. Until next time, it is my prayer that you live right, that you love right, and that you'll be right. Thank you.